created live on Fireside. Okay. Hey, everyone. How are you? So welcome to YNS on Fire. I am so excited to be doing this weekly. And I feel like I even got the beginning down even more. So I cannot wait to introduce my new guest um, because Mahal is doing some amazing, amazing things. And um, so welcome, Mahal Levison. How are you? Thank you. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm great. And so this is the new, this is the new app that I've been um, telling you that I am like so excited about. And um, I wanted to kind of introduce you to it. And I wanted to introduce the world to you because I've had you on your next stop. And we've talked about your journey and all the amazing things. And today we kind of decided that we wanted to talk about taking um, breaks and the importance of that for your brain. And I wanted Mahal really quickly just to give us the beginning of, you know, I mean, like in two seconds about how you were, you know, from where you started at age three and what happened and why, you know, it's so important <laughs> to take breaks. So the stage is yours guys. And if also, if you want to come up and ask Mahal any, um, any questions, you know what to do. If you want to do the, uh, cause last time I had you guys do the thumbs up. If you want to put the thumbs up, um, I will check the chat as well, but you can put your thumbs up and I, kn- I will know that you want to be um, brought up. So welcome, Michal. How are you? I am amazing. It is a beautiful day today and it just makes everything seem hopeful and delightful and awesome. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so my, I'll, I'll try to make this quick. So when I was three, I started playing the piano. Um, by age 11, I was competing and performing uh, and practicing three, four hours a day. By age 16, I was uh, at pre-college at both Manhattan School of Music and Juilliard studying piano. And I was given the opportunity to have a solo recital, an hour and a half solo recital that I really should have spent six months preparing for, but I only had six weeks. So I was practicing 12 hours a day while I had mono and also I was anemic. So it was not good. And I completely burnt out my, my brain, my muscles, my body, everything completely went kaput. And so I'll fast forward to now why that is such an important and big aspect of what I do now is I I realized looking back that I never took breaks. I, I never took a weekend off. I never took a day off. I never took a summer off. I was always working, 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 working without a stop. And more recently I've you know, run down the rabbit hole on the way our brains work. And I realized that the problem that I had was that I really never took breaks. Our brain needs needs to take time, right? So we, in an hour, if we want to work for a full hour, we actually can only work for about 50 to 55 minutes. And then we need a little five minute break. And in a, you know, the course of a day, it's funny because we have mealtimes, right? Breakfast, lunch, dinner. And there are these perfect little gateways that, that signal when we should take some time to take a break and refuel and replenish and, and nurture ourselves. So that all informs the work that I do today, which is I work with companies helping them build strong teams. I use a food and retaining. Oh, we lost you for a second. You use a food. 
Go ahead. I use a food-centered approach to um, engage and retain talent within companies. Which I love so much. And I know when we talked, because there was, there was two times in your life that you had, um, and you guys, if you want to listen to the, the full episode, so you can really hear about Mahal's, um, life, because it is, it was, is pretty, pretty amazing. The, um, obstacles and the journey that she took and that it didn't just happen. And and then I want you to, uh, you know, go back to where you are in your business, but it wasn't just once that you realized. Right. Um, and I do want you to tell that one, cause I just, I, I still can picture it in my mind. You were at the piano and what was your arm doing? And this is when you were, and this is when you were 16 years old. So I just want you guys to all picture this. This is someone that was a, you know, obviously a very trained pianist. And, and again, you can go listen to her story in, um, you know, at your next stop on my podcast, but she was a trained pianist and her, and her, she was following in her mother's footsteps and Mahal, you know, please um, stop me at any time. Okay. But, um, she never took a break because it was just like, and, but it this was all driven by her. So it wasn't, it wasn't like a, a parent pushing her. This was all driven by her. And at 16 years old, just take us to that recital and what happened. Cause I remember when you telling me that I literally just, I it like took my breath away. Cause I felt so much for you. And then also was like, wow, like what a like a, just uh, at 16 years old to endure that. So tell, tell us a little bit about that, please. Sure. So this is the big recital that I had, this hour and a half long recital. I was complete. So right before the recital, my mother was pumping me with juice and sweet things just to, you know, give me a little bit of energy. And then I sat down at the piano and I, I started to perform. And then somewhere in the middle of the recital, I it was as though I was some, hovering somewhere ab- above and I looked, it, it was as though I looked down and I saw that my left hand had fallen off the piano. And I said, oh, I should put that back up. <laughs> and I put my hand back up the piano and continued the recital. And I mean, to me, again, like just, I mean, think about a 16 year old brain. I mean, first of all, and you're sitting and how many people were in this, like this audience, when you say recital, you know, some people might think, oh, it's like a nice little thing. I mean, this was a pretty big deal. Yeah, it was about 500 people and and (laughs) it was standing room only. It was, it was pretty, it was a pretty significant, um, concert. It's a concert. So when you say recital, I always think of like, you know, the, the five-year-old. So this was like a recital and where was it again? At Manhattan School of Music. Yeah. So, okay. So 16 years old, okay, to all of a sudden realize your hand, all the training you've ever done has led to this moment. And then your hand is falling off the piano. So I just want you to take us like where your mindset was in that moment. Like, again, you were like, I'm just, I need to get through this. But like, what happened right after that? So right after that, I... I mean, it, it was amazing. Somehow I, I got through the recital. It was great. Lots of applause. It was wonderful. I ended up getting a scholarship based on it. Um, but then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it was one I couldn't use. But um, then it I, literally, I think I took a week. At that point, I took a week. I was like, okay, now I can take a week of a break and then get back into it. And during that one week break, little like, I don't know, knots formed in every single muscle that I had from my hands all the way up my arms and all the way down my back. And I was in excruciating pain and I could, you know, I, I couldn't move my neck. 
I, I was just in so much pain. So I started seeing doctors and I started with Western medicine and went all the way to Eastern medicine and, you know, all the way back around the world. And I think I saw about 14 different doctors, you know, everything from acupuncture, Chinese medicine, uh, diet, all the various different methodologies. And no one could really cure me. And the reason is because my body was just demanding a break. It was screaming at me saying like, please stop. Please give me some time to rest, some time to heal. And that's exactly what I ended up having to do. I had to give it up. So I had gotten into Juilliard and I had to say, no, thanks. (laughs) Because the thought of practicing six hours a day for four years you know, going into a very strenuous program was just not going to be sustainable for me. So I had to really shift and pivot and start from scratch and figure out like, okay, I'm my whole identity was wrapped up in this being a pianist thing. And now I'm, I have to figure out what to do with my life. Right. And so I wanted you guys to hear that in the audience and anyone that's listening to the recording, because I think it's so, first of all, just imagine when you were 16. I mean, first of all, when I was 16, I, I, I don't even want to talk about what I was doing when I was 16. I mean, I was an athlete, so I did have some discipline, but I definitely was not in that. I mean, that is that takes a very you know, a very special brain in, in all the, the, you know, and, and the discipline that you had. I mean, I think there are people that have it and there are people that are not, you can be trained to it, but I think there are certain people that can, um, and that also, you know, or just are not made that way. And that's okay. Cause we're all made beautifully and special, but I do want you guys to think about a 16 year old. If you have, I mean, I have an almost 16 year old, um, and the thing that, you know, this was all driven by you is also, I think, is so special and just says who you are. And that's why when we uh, met and we spoke, I loved more than anything what you're doing with your business. But I also loved the journey you got to where with your businesses because, you know, it's just such an important thing and all the avenues. And and when you said pivot last week, uh, Mon- Monica Ortega, who was my guest, she wrote a book about pivoting. And so I love how everything kind of just always comes together because pivot, like we all pivot. I actually was just talking to two women that I have a partnership that we're going to start really blowing up and talking about what it's with the NFL uh, thread, which is the spouses of the NFL. And we were talking about different times in, in uh, this organization called Mom Bomb, which is a charity. And at different times in our lives, we are in really amazing spots. And things might happen that we pivot, right? We pivot because it's like, okay, this this opportunity brought this opportunity. Mm-hmm. So Mahal, I would love for you to tell us, so then you were, so you, your, your dream, everything that you thought was going to be your life, right? Because I'm sure you were like, especially at 16, you're like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And spe- I would think, again, please stop me. If you have that brain where you're like, um, okay, I'm a pianist. I'm playing in front of 500 people. I would think that you probably are a pretty organized person that has things mapped out. (laughs) Am I correct? You are correct. I I saw it. I envisioned my life. I was going to travel the world and play and do all these great things. And yeah. Right. It was pretty devastating to all of a sudden say, wait, what the heck do I do now? (laughs) Right, right. So you have to pivot. So the fact that you had to kind of stop, okay, and then you did continue to go to school. And then tell us when you were, I think, was it when you were 26, 23? What what is it, again, where you had another pretty pivotal 
point in your life. What was that? Can you just take us really quickly through that? And then I want to get into season moments, like what you're doing and how you're, uh, you know, just helping people do what you, your body twice <laughs> told you. you. And this is what I also loved and why I loved getting connected with Mahal because it was also like, um, it was not just the first time she had the lesson. It was the second time. And it was another big lesson. Like the universe was like, okay, you go. I mean, anything you do, you go big or go home. I mean, I can already get that sense. We've never met in person, but anytime I've spoken to you, that is what it is. And I love that again, sorry, my dogs are barking, um, that you had this moment again where it was like, okay, you're going big, big, big. And the universe or God, whoever you want to think about was like, ah, you got to hold on. Cause guess what? This is not the path I want you to be on. So can you tell us through that a little bit? Take us through. Yep. So I, as soon as I, you know, was shattered at the age of 16, I literally went into that overdrive mode again. So that now it was, uh, okay, now I have to figure out what to do with my life, right? So I started working and interning. So all through my four years of college, again, I didn't really take a break. So every semester, every summer, I had an internship to try to figure out what was going to be the right path for me. And what I noticed is that I really was into basically the marketing world. So that is where I netted out doing all sorts of marketing, whether it was working at a radio station, doing PR. Um, I interned for The Late Show with David Letterman, like all these things. And then after college, I ended up in advertising at Ogilvy, did not enjoy it at all. I had my Me Too moment there. Um, and I was going nonstop, traveling to Asia every couple of weeks, traveling to Minnesota at least once a week. And it was brutal, like nonstop. And then from there, because I was so unhappy, I left and I decided to go to the nonprofit world thinking like, okay, you know, it, in an altruistic setting, maybe the demands won't be quite as terrifyingly terrible. And I was wrong. I was 24. I was the development director at a major nonprofit in the in New York City. And, uh, you know, I was the youngest, obviously, out of all of the senior management team. And that didn't make them all very happy. So, my internal life at the organization wasn't so pleasant. I was doing really well externally. So fundraising was coming naturally to me. I had a great rapport with the board. I had a great rapport with donors, but internally it was always this kind of battle. And then I wanted to quit because it was doing me no good. I was so stressed out. I was working my tushy off and all I got was basically kicks in the face, you know, from the internal um, kind of power dynamic. So I actually quit in August of 2001. And my boss said, you can't quit. I'm going to make it better. Please let me make it better. Um, this was the executive director of the organization. And I said, okay, fine, make it better. And then 9-11 happened. And I was the only senior manager in the office. And I had, I had the responsibility of evacuating 80 employees, which was a lot. <laughs> oh my, I mean, that, that again, that just makes me like, 
like it takes my breath away. Like seeing you at 16 with your arm, I, I don't, like I always see that arm and then how you finished and like literally then got a scholarship from it. It just speaks to who you are. And then the fact like, you know, I was, we, we talked about this. I was in the city 9-11 and um, again, I was, you know, in my twenties and I, you know, I, I can do big things, but I think, and and I think all of us, that get ourselves and, you know, in, we are in a situation, we are in a situation and we are meant to be in that situation and we can handle what is given to us. And I really, truly believe that when you, you kind of elevate yourself. Um, but again, like you were like already in August, like, okay, I'm finished. And then please, please, please stay. And then this happens. Like, I feel like the universe, God was just yelling at you like, okay, <laughs> I'm yelling. I'm yelling. Um, you are driven and you are strong, but we need to really get this out there. And and guys, any of you that have a question, please, you know, raise your hand, do the thought bubble, the thumbs up. Um, and we'll have you uh, come up and, and, and speak. Cause uh, you know, this is so important also for our youth and our young people to hear this because it is the situation that Mahal was in that, she had to t- then take a break because, and and finish your 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 story here because I think it is just so poignant and so important. So I lost a good twenty pounds that I really didn't have to lose. Do you know what I mean? Like I was not over. You know, I didn't have twenty pounds. I looked emaciated. I wasn't sleeping well. I wasn't eating because I was depressed because of the stress of the job. Um, 9-11 really just compounded all of that. And so I went, I, I continued working there. And, but by January, I gave up. I said, you know what? This isn't right for me. And so I, I gave my notice, but I was being fair to the organization. I said, tell me when you need, you know, how long you need me for. And I'll, you know, instead of giving you two week notice, I'm willing to give you a little more. And I want to, I want to pause you there for one second. When you say you gave up, you did not give up. It was time to put your, and this is what I, like, I I think we talked about this. I've said this to my kids on certain things. There's a time where something is like you're quitting, right? And quitting is never really okay. The word quitting to me is a negative. So you need to see something out, but sometimes you run your path. You've run the the adventure. You've run it through where it's ending. And this is exactly what happened to you. You didn't you didn't stop. You didn't quit. It was like, you know what? That was a time in my life I learned so much from it. But guess what? This is not my calling. This right. is not what I am meant to do in this world. And again, the universe knew that you weren't going to stop unless they like sat on you <laughs> or God. By the way, that is such a fantastic reframe um, that I, I need. I, it's something I'm working on is reframing how I talk about things because I, I have a tendency of, you know, self-deprecation. Totally. And I, and I get that. And that's, I mean, you know, I'm, I, my background is coaching and, but just naturally, because I do, I'm always like, no, it's not qu-. like you're, you, you retired, you, you put your work in, you worked hard, you gave it your all. And then it was time to be like, you know what? There's, there's something next for me. There's your next stop. Right. And that's why I love like my podcast with the name because it's so true. It's like there's, there's something for everyone. Some people are meant to do the same thing for their entire lives. Others are meant to. 
do, but not jump, jump, jump. Cause that's, I don't want anyone to hear that. It's like, oh, you start something, you end something, you start something, you end something. Like that is not exactly what I'm, what I'm saying. There's a time and place for things. And sometimes as, you know, Michal just heard, thank you, Kevin, um, is that, you know, the universe twice sat on her or God, you know, as I said, I believe in God, but you know, not everyone does. So I like, like to speak and, but someone sat on her and was like, <laughs> you are not moving because guess what? This is not what you're meant to do. And so again, I'm, I'm glad that that resonated with you and, and you understood where I was coming from. So like, uh, you know, continue, uh, go ahead. And again, if any of you guys have anything to, you want to add, if you have any questions, please uh, raise your hand and we'll, we'll get you up there. But this is, the story gets even cooler and what Mahal is doing now just like makes me smile and just makes me so happy. <laughs> um, yeah. So I gave them my notice. They never gave me a, an end date. So by middle of March, can you believe it? Two and a half months later, I finally said, okay, I'm, I am done now. I packed up my things and said goodbye. And then I started my own business and I became really influenced. Oh, thank you. Yep. And that's when my, my entrepreneurial journey really kicked off. I started making handbags and accessories and jewelry. And, and that was the first of several businesses. So, and then I think I'm, I'm in business number five or six. I've, I've kind of lost count at this point and and that's season moments and what i've taken from all of my various you know adventures and my long journey through life is really this notion of taking a break it it really and motherhood really informed that um I actually, I wrote an article a long time ago, uh, all about, you know, a new anthem for parents and all about how we all need to take a break and to take a breath and to really, to, you know, make that little air bubble in your brain, give yourself an opportunity to kind of process things because that, that's a big lesson that I learned from the piano uh, burnout is that I didn't give myself time to process. And here's a quick tidbit. So when I was playing the piano 12 hours a day, I could read music, obviously, I could read music easily, but sitting down and opening a, a new book of music and just sight reading and playing at the same time, looking at a sheet of music and playing it all at the same time did not come easily to me. I needed to practice a little bit before I could really get it. Now, and that I think is due to the fact that I didn't take breaks and my brain just didn't have that processing time. As soon as I took a break, like right after, you know, at the age of 16, I stopped playing and I stopped playing for about three or four years before I, I started playing again, or maybe five years. And then when I got back to the piano, all of a sudden I could sit, I could open a book and play anything. Literally, I can sit down now, I can look at a brand new piece of music, no matter how hard I can sit there and I can read it and play it at the same time. And you know what? That is just so fascinating to me. And this is why I love the human brain, right? The human brain is so interesting because just what you said, it was like you were going and going and going and you were super, obviously super, super talented, but your brain never got to catch up. And so... um I remember you telling me this and you were saying that your mom could do it. And so there is a, probably a part of you as you were going through this, you were also like, well, why can't I do that? Cause you know, it, it's, 
right? Like what, what, what is wrong? Why can't I do that? Why can't I do that? So it was always kind of like hanging over. And, um, the part that you said about us as parents and just like, you know, pausing for a second, it's so funny. Cause I am a go, 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 go person. And there'll be times where I have this, this coined phrase that literally I think my family hates now. Cause it makes me laugh now when I say it, but I say, pause your body. And, and sometimes I say, pause your body, pause your mind. And they always (laughs) look at me and they're like, you pause your body, you pause your mind because I don't do it either. But there's just the times where like the energy and everything is so like, it's almost like a tornado that you're like, everyone just pause. So it's like, pause your body. And it is so important for us to do that. And as humans and as parents and as this world gets busier and busier, but also more interesting and following things that we love and the opportunities like this, you know, uh, fireside where we can go on. And, and, you know, I, I have met, um, Michal and been able to share her story with you guys. Um, I mean, there's 17 people listening. I have people texting me say they're listening and I don't even see them in here. I'm like, where are you listening from? This is so interesting. And I just love this platform so much. Thank you. I just love this platform so much that I'm able to share what is going on and that, um, you know, that Mahal can get out and tell her story. So now I want you to tell us about season moments so people can look it up because as you can hear, Mahal is a special human. She is a hardworking human, but she's also in a passion in her life. And she knows I need to take breaks sometimes. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I need to do it. But she knows herself. And, and, and Michal, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you now? I am 43. Yes. Yeah, so I feel like the 40s and not and not everyone. There's other people in their 30s and their 20s, you know, that get it too. But I feel like, like I'm 47 and I, someone was just like, you know, I was talking to a friend that's like, oh my God, 47. I can't even believe it. When did I get so old? And I'm like, you know what? I am in such a great spot in my life. I love my forties. I really, really love my forties. Yeah. I'm with you. I think it's, it's when you really feel yourself and you feel your, you can feel authentic and be who you really are. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. So tell us about, um, seasoned moments. And then, um, again, if any of you guys have any uh, questions or you want to add to anything, please. We'll, you know, leave the the floor open for 10 minutes to do that. But Mahal, tell us about, um, the seasoned moments. Okay. So I started season moments actually to work with families. It came out of a parenting blog that I wrote called bump to bean. And I had to pause it for a second. So tell, tell us how bump to bean also like, (laughs) and also, yeah, Mahal, when she does things, I think if you guys got the sense when she does things, it's they're they're not little things. So when she was telling me about this, I was like, Oh my gosh, wait. And also her handbags were like in massive stores. So again, give give us just a little, cause I, I just find you so fascinating and I just, you're so intriguing to me because you are truly a special human being. So, um, tell us like a little bit like about that business and how big it went and then how you were like, you know what? Okay. Now I'm going to pivot because it's not serving me anymore and, and give us a little bit of. So, um, when my daughter was about a year old, my first daughter, I started this blog called Bump to Bean about parenting only because I felt like everyone around me was super helicoptery and uh, or tiger momming and all of these ways of parenting that were not my methodology. I had no problem with other people, you know, parenting the way that they wanted to parent, but it just wasn't aligned with my my way of parenting. 
So I started this blog and it quickly grew a, a nice following. I think I had about like 40,000 monthly follow subscribers. So um, within a few months, it really evolved into a blog about how to build your family through food. So how to go out and source food, how to cook in the kitchen together, how to have a shared meal, a family meal, and how to build the bonds uh, within a family together using food as the kind of vehicle. And that grew and I worked with thousands of families helping them build their families through food. I gave cooking workshops, I gave talks, all sorts of things. And then about four years ago, I realized that the work I was doing with families was directly related to work that I could be doing with corporations. So the same type of work in terms of relationship building and creating trust and, and deepening bonds that are so necessary in the corporate world, I could achieve by you know being what I call the lunch lady and really harnessing the the power of lunch, if I could get people to get on board, whether by speaking to them, giving them workshops, or actually doing deep dives and helping them shift their corporate culture, they could stop wasting money on lovely, but not necessarily great return on the investment type of team building activities that happen offsite or after hours and don't really create the deep relationships that you want. So that is the work that I do now. I help leaders build strong teams and I use food-centered programming to achieve the goals. Because when you sit and you share a meal, whether it's virtually or actually at a table with another human being, you are connecting on a deeper level. Food is a bridge. Food is an amazing conversation starter. Food is the way for people to, we've been connecting, we've been breaking bread for generations, for millennia, you know, we've been doing this and somehow in the eighties, when we created this new corporate structure and where we decided that barreling through the day was the best way to go and that, you know, sitting at your computer for 10 hours was the equivalent of productivity as opposed to the natural way that our brains and bodies work, which is short spurts followed by a break. Um, I now use kind of the, uh, for me, it's the intersection of positive psychology and using food as this basis for connection to create happier, healthier, engaged, productive humans who are the workforce in our companies. I love that. I love that. And I love that your blog came out of your, you know, your, your children and then it, it formed into this. And that's what, um, I talk about all the time, especially in my coaching that when you let your mind be opened and you let things happen because you're following a passion, you're following something that is setting you on fire things just open up and and it's almost like you just keep moving forward and things keep like the universe keeps saying okay here here's the next thing here's the next thing when then all of a sudden you're you look around and you're like oh my gosh this is what i was meant to do this is where i am supposed to be so i love that so much so um mahal tell us where we can find you even though you can see if you guys can all see the little cookie it is um, telling us, you guys can write that down, but give us a little bit of, um, you know, what they can find on your website, any social media that you want to throw out. 
Sure. So you can see in the scroll seasonedmoments.com. And on pretty much all social media, that is the same for me. So on Instagram, I'm at Season Moments. On Facebook, it's slash Seasoned Moments. On LinkedIn, it's Michal Levison. You can find me there. There is a Season Moments page, but that is not the, the most active one on LinkedIn. And where else? I said, uh, and then on Clubhouse, I'm at Seasoned Moments as well. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So I have, um, someone that is going to ask a question, Cynthia, if you can, do you see how you're going to get pulled up? Let's see if it works and it might not hold on. Let's see. I'm inviting to the stage. It might not work. Hold on one second. Anyone else in the audience have a question or a comment? We can also have a comment and, um, and just go from there. All right. And if you don't, that's totally fine. This is, this is though, if you guys are new to this fireside, the thing that I love so much is that it's interactive, right? So you can come up, you can ask questions, you can, um, you know, add a comment. Like, you know, I was in that same spot in my life and this is what I learned. And again, this is a safe space, but I know some people are not always, um, super comfortable to do that. And that's totally fine. And um, if not, we can end the room. I will bring up a little uh, music. And the other thing, if you guys don't know about this, if you see the two little lines at the bottom, you will see where you can broadcast this. So you can put this on your Facebook. You can put this on your, and you'll see like Mahal and I both have a little, um, we have the globe. You can put it on Facebook. You can put it on LinkedIn. You can put it on Pinterest. You can put it on Twitter. And this just gets more people out there knowing what we're doing. And this is what I just, again, this is for podcasting. This is such a brilliant place. And I am so thankful for Fireside because I just love that I can do these sort of interviews. I can bring up and it's just giving me a further reach, getting me out to more people that I can share more people's stories like Mahal's. Like, and you know, you might have a child, you might have a cousin, you might have a niece, you might have someone, a nephew that is in a situation and you're like, you know what? I just heard this story. I think maybe we should, um, you know, look at this and help them through it. So I highly advise you guys to throw this out, let people know, because also this is the new cool thing. I'm just saying <laughs> it is the new cool thing. So also you can throw out um, this, but if you guys, I will be doing this room every, this chat every week. Sometimes it's going to be Thursdays, but it will be on your next stop with Juliet Hahn, which is my podcast. And that is where I interview uh, women and uh, I interview women here. I will have men and women, but I do interview women that have followed a passion and have turned it into a business uh, or in a money-making business. I also have a coaching business. I have a workshop that does just that. I help people find their creative passion and turn it into a business. There's so many people out there that you know, maybe don't think they're worthy. Maybe don't know where to start. They've always wanted to write a book. They've always wanted to write a blog. They, you know, they're artists and they do it for fun and they love that, but maybe they want to make a little bit of money. I can help them figure out who their target audience is, how they can make it a business, where they can do that. And that's all done through a workshop that I have, which is if you go to my website, it is imjulietthan.com. 
and you can find it there. And I do have a very exciting thing. Um, McCall, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us. And, uh, you know, I love having you up. I love your story. And you guys, if you want to hear the full, I know we gave you a little bit, but there's, it's more in depth on, um, your next stop. And we do talk more about, um, Mahal's journey. So you can also check it out here. So thank you so much for joining us. And, um, I really, really appreciate it. I, I've had, I always have such great conversations with you. So thank you, Juliet. I know. I can't wait till we can meet actually in person because we will, we're going to, we're going to be able to sit and talk and chat. Um, but I did want to put a little pointer there. So anyone that, um, Cynthia is in the audience, she is new and I'm going to pull her up. I just, we have a partnership that we're doing and it's just in the works, but she is going to be here every, um, month. So Cynthia, I'm going to pull you up if you don't mind, if you're in a spot, if you're not in a spot that you can be pulled up, please don't worry about it. Oh, there you are. So see where your little microphone is. You can unmute yourself. And Cynthia is the founder of NFL thread. And it is like the LinkedIn of, uh, LinkedIn for women of the NFL and spouses. So Cynthia, do you want to just give us a little, uh, a little snippet there? Mahal, I hope you don't mind. I'm sure I know you're I actually have a question for Cynthia afterwards. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Um, so just tell us a little bit about NFL Thread. Um, very good. Happy to. Um, NFL Thread was pretty much um, something that I felt was needed so that our family, our NFL family could stay in touch and network together and support each other and help each other grow. Um, so many times we're in so many different cities throughout the U.S., and it's just really nice to be able to search and find um, similar that are doing um, similar things. So it was a passion project that has grown into something that I love. Yes, we lost you for a second there. You said you're in different cities, and it's a place for you guys to connect when... Yes, you land in a new city and you're like, where's my NFL girls and what's everybody doing and who can I reach out to and um, who's doing what? You know, there's so many different um, times in your life through the NFL journey, whether you're coming into the league or you're transitioning out. And it's just really nice to talk to somebody that's really been where you where you are or where you're going. Yes. And so I, before Mahal asks a question, I just want to say to you guys, so every month, and it might be twice a month, we're figuring it out right now, but we are working through, um, Cynthia and I are going to be on this stage together with an NFL uh, with an NFL woman. And we're going to be sharing their story, their journey. And we have so much in the works right now. Um, we're putting together sponsorship decks because there's so much that we are going to be able to do together with this platform at the, the Super Bowl and at the draft and um, with another partnership with a charity that supports moms. We're going to be benefiting that charity. Um, Cynthia, do you want to talk a little bit about that or should we just leave it at that? <laughs> oh, do you mean, oh, just, I just love the fact that, you know, when, when I came up with Thread, it was pretty much, you know, let's grow together. Let's support each other. And so the fact that, you know, I can offer NFL women a platform to tell their story and to inspire others and at the same time, help women who are in dire need um, through Mom Bomb. They are a charity that helps single moms and directly. And so, to me, it's just it's just a, a wonderful like thread of like just inspiring women that are helping each other. 
Yes. Can you, can you, can you tell everyone where they can find you? And also mom bomb is mombomb.org. If you guys do want to check it out, it is a, a charity that literally you buy bath bombs and it goes directly into the pocket of a, a woman in a, a mom in need, a single mom that maybe is struggling. They, you know, have bought cars for people. They've done laundry service. They've done food delivery. They've helped uh, make a kitchen for a mom that has a special need child. And it is a great organization and you're going to hear more about them. Um, through this partnership of NFL Thread and your next stop with YNS on fire here on Fireside. So this is the first place that you guys are hearing that we're going to be doing this. You're going to start hearing it more. You guys can follow both of us and um, and and learn more about it. But uh, I think, um, Cynthia, if you can just tell us where they can find NFL Thread so you know people that are curious can check it out. Absolutely. It's very simple. It's nflthread.com. And it talks about a lot of different things that I do with Thread, um, this podcast being one of them, um, the Playbook Magazine being another, and our Thread special events that we do. Um, it's the draft and at the Super Bowl. So it's just, um, it's fun to be on the site and to see all the great things that we've done together. Well, you know, what's also very cool is that there people don't realize, and this is what I'm excited to be able to have a platform to be able to help you get your message out because you do so much stuff behind the scenes at the Super Bowl. You do so much stuff to support with the women of the, of this, you know, of the NFL that, and a lot of people don't know about it, right? I mean, because right. it's, you don't have that, that platform or that reach. And so I'm excited to be able exactly. to help you, help you and do it's, that. Right. And it's not just me. There's so many women, like I'm right. on the board of off the field players, wives association. And we do a fashion show that, you know, off the field has done for over 20 years. We just celebrated 20 years and it is a business and it has so much to impact the communities that we go into. And there's a lot of things that NFL women are doing in business and philanthropy and branding and, you know, that people just don't know about. Yes. And I love that. Um, I love that. So I'm excited. I'm excited. You guys, you will hear about it because we will be putting it out again on social media and, um, and on here because we are using this platform, this fireside, this new, um, app to be able to do that. So Mahal, would you like to, um, ask Cynthia a question? Yeah. And I, I'm going to have to hop because I have to go yes. grab my daughter from school, but, <laughs> uh, do you know Jody Dawson by any chance? I do not. Okay, she's she's uh I know she's done some work with NFL wives, so I was just curious. Okay. Where, where, where is she like located? Uh she's now located in Nebraska, but she moved to Jersey up until last year. Oh really? Okay, well great. I am definitely going to look for her then. Jody I- Jody Dawson. Yeah. And I can also set you guys, I can connect you guys off offline as well, but both of you, thank you so much for being up here. Mahal, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you have to uh, get your daughter. So I'm going to put the weight bot and the music guys share this with all your friends and put it out there because we want to grow this app. We want to grow the community. We want to get people's uh, stories out there. That is what I love to do. So thank you again. This is Juliet Hahn with YNS on fire and we will see you guys next week. So thank you, ladies. Thank you. (laughs) Great show, you guys.